Hello and welcome to the Fossil Huntress podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well. We're going to talk today about extinction events, mass extinction events. We've had many of them on the planet. So in the last three and a half billion years, we've seen um, a huge radiation of species and we've also seen 99% of all of the estimated 4 billion species that have ever evolved on Earth are no longer here. So you and I are very special that we're here today on a planet with atmosphere and air. And we've also lived through some tumultuous times. We may in fact now be in a sixth extinction event, but this is an event where more than 75% of the species at any given time disappear in the blink of an eye. So you may be thinking, how on earth could we be involved in a mass extinction event right now? Well, we're certainly seeing the patterns of mass extinction that we're going to want to turn around. So in order for a mass extinction event to occur, we need a couple of multiple calamities to exist all at the same time. So an increase in the acidity of our oceans, a lot of volcanic eruptions and volcanic activity, an asteroid hitting the earth and right now we're not seeing all of those you know clear markers of a massive die-off but we are seeing changes in our ice so we're seeing our glaciers melt we're seeing woolly rhinos and mastodons that have been buried in ice for thousands of years becoming unearthed at a more frequent pace Our polar bears are having to swim from location to location instead of traveling the ice sheets. So we are seeing shifts in our um, global ecosystem, and I hope we can turn that piece around. But we're going to talk today about the five clearly outlined mass extinction events that the Earth has experienced over time. So the big five, the big five mass extinction events that have hit and occurred on our world are the Ordovician Silurian event, which was about 440 million years ago, the one at the end of the Devonian 365 million years ago, the Permian Triassic, which was about 250 million years ago, the Triassic-Jurassic extinction event, which was 210 million years ago, and then our last extinction event, which was at the end of the Cretaceous, 65 million years ago. And it was that one that lost us the dinosaurs and a lot of our um, larger sexy marine reptiles and ammonites. The last extinction event uh, at the end of the Cretaceous took our beloved dinosaurs. So 66 million years ago, dinosaurs still roamed the earth. And we know from abundant fossil bones and teeth and trackways that their reign lasted an impressive 230 million years. So a long, long reign. But a massive extinction event at the end of the Cretaceous wiped out three quarters of the earth's species, dinosaurs included. Our planet also lost the ammonites and our mighty marine reptiles, mosasaurs, ichthyosaurs, and plesiosaurs. So never again would pterosaurs, our large, beautiful flying reptiles, cruise our skies. But that extinction event 
gave rise to the age of mammals and the diversity we see today. So in their leaving the earth and not uh, outcompeting um, the other species, the mammals were able to move into those ecosystems. And it's in this last period of the earth's history that you and I find ourselves. But how do we know what actually happened during each of these extinction events? And some of the key pieces of evidence are odd, um, highly odd amounts of the metal iridium in what's known as the Cretaceous Paleogene boundary. So this is the geologic boundary zone that caps off any known rock layers containing dinosaur fossils. Iridium is relatively rare in the Earth's crust, but it's more abundant in stony meteorites, which led to a fellow named Alvarez um, to look at where we see iridium and how it could have come to the Earth in this volume at this time. And it's from this observation of meteorites and other stony extraterrestrial objects that we began to understand that perhaps this last mass extinction event was from a large um, asteroid hitting the Earth. And then the theory gained even more steam when scientists were able to link a huge impact crater along the coast of Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. So it's about 93 miles wide. And this crater seems to be about the right size and age to account for the dino die-off. Back in 2016, scientists were able to drill a rock core from within inside that um, Yucatan Peninsula crater, and they pulled up a sample of earth stretching deep beneath the seabed. So this was a rare peak inside the guts of the crater, and it showed that the impact would have been powerful enough to send deadly amounts of vaporized rock and gas up into the atmosphere that would have blotted out the sun. And with the loss of sun, there'd be a loss of plants and the herbivores that eat them and the carnivores that uh, are further up the food chain. And that this impact would have had an impact on the earth for years. And then again, last year in 2019, paleontologists digging in North Dakota found a treasure trove of fossils extremely close to that same um, KPG boundary, essentially capturing the remains of an entire ecosystem that existed shortly before the mass extinction event. Those fossil-bearing layers in North Dakota contained loads of tiny glass bits called tektites, little blobs of melted rock kicked up by the impact that solidified uh, those little pieces in the atmosphere and then they rained down on the earth. So it's through our rocks that we're able to tell the history of the earth, both the good and the bad, to see the radiation of species and these singular events where we lose much of the species on earth. And we'll learn more over time and hopefully um, the way we're tracking to this sixth extinction event, we'll be able to turn around, we'll be able to learn from this history and get, our, get, our, get this big blue-green rock going in the right direction.
Anyway, I hope you guys are doing well and I appreciate you listening. Take care.